grocery prices have been moderating, but have continued to outpace average weekly earnings since 2019. No wonder 72% of people are upset about it. And, and you know, this is an unfortunate situation for so many people, whether you look at the base year of 2019, 2020, 21, or 22, and this grocery price inflation, food at home is how CPI, the Bureau of Labor Statistics measures it, has all been exceeding the weekly average, your wages, basically. And so this... Hello, welcome to this week's economy. I'm your host, Dr. Van Scan. I hope you're having a prosperous day. Well, today is January 26, 2024. Can you believe it? It's almost over another month, but we've got a lot to talk about, so I wanna get right into it. This week, we had the New Hampshire primary where Trump won 54% of the votes there compared to Haley's 43%. As we know, um, Governor DeSantis dropped out recently. Sad to see him go. I thought he did a good job overall, at least putting his name you know, name out there. I think his campaign could have done better by focusing on pro-growth policies instead of a lot of the woke stuff that goes on. But that's kind of the that's kind of situation that we're in now in the politics, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens if Haley will stick around. I think she is, at least through South Carolina, her home state. But I'm hopeful that we can get some more pro-growth message instead of big government out there. We'll see about that. The other big thing this week was on real GDP, so gross domestic product, the economic output for the country for the fourth quarter of 2023 was up 3.5%. 0.3% at an annualized rate to $22.7 trillion, meaning our economy for gross income is $22.7 trillion adjusted for inflation. But the contribution of costly, unproductive government consumption expenditures and gross investments, which are take away from the productive private sector, right, was 0.56 percentage points of that 3.3% or 17% of the total percent, total increase. So real private GDP then, when you subtract that out, was just 2.74%. You also had private inventories, and private inventories were about flat, 0.07 percentage points, which are usually pretty volatile. So I didn't really do too much of that, but we're looking at about 2.7% increase of, of real private GDP in the fourth quarter. This was after real private GDP was up 3.9% in Q3, though volatile private inventories in that quarter was up 1.27% point for a total of 2.63% increase. So I think this was above expectations of what many expected. We still have too much of an increase in government spending and dampener um, uh, hampers economic growth. And so that's something that we really need to get control over. Like I've talked about many times, we need sustainable budgeting to take place. There was also an interesting chart that was put out by Unleash Prosperity recently about how does the stock market compare with between Biden and Trump? So, so far, the gains during Trump are higher during this time, three years through their presidency, but that was before his lockdowns, which of course the stock market tanked after that. It was up a little bit more, and so we'll see by the end of his term. So we'll see what happens between Biden and Trump during during those times or during the last you know the last year. But ultimately, a president has very little to do with the stock market, or at least should have a little to do with it, unless you're unleashing prosperity and more growth. But right now, I think the stock market is overpriced because there's not the earnings underneath it to really support such large increases in 2023 and so far what we've seen in 2024. In other news, grocery prices have been moderating, but have continued to outpace average weekly earnings since 2019. No wonder 72% of people are upset about it. And, and, you know, this is an unfortunate situation for so many people, whether you look at the base year of 2019, 2020, 21, or 22, and this grocery price inflation, food at home is how CPI, the Bureau of Labor Statistics measures it, is all been exceeding the weekly average, your wages, basically. And so this is not a good situation. There's also been a this tax deal that, I, that I've been talking about some by a bipartisan tax deal, which includes increasing the child tax credit without very much in work 
work requirements. And so that's expansion of the safety net program or welfare with some, you know, full expensing being permanent. I think that's a good idea. But then there's R&D and other types of deductions, which, look, I, I like that in general, but I don't think it's the tax code that should be done to incentivize businesses to have R&D. That should be up to their decisions and their profitability over time, not based on the tax code. And ultimately, remember, the social tax code is not for social engineering. It's to fund limited government, period. That's one reason why I think the least burdensome form of, of, of taxation to fund limited government is a final sales tax. All the others have large amounts of dead weight loss and everything else and not being able to own your property with property taxes. And so I think all those are a bad idea. So that's something to check out there. In state news, I want to say happy National School Choice Week, right? I was able to go through school choice. Parents did Family didn't have a lot of income, but I did have the opportunity to do so with going to private school, public school, and then homeschool from seventh grade through 12th grade. So I think it's an extraordinary opportunity. I put a thread on Twitter, or formerly known as Twitter, called X Now, on how universal education savings accounts are the best path forward for improving education for all, helping teachers find, negotiate higher wages, parents being able to get best um, education for their kids, students to have better outcomes, not only in school, but afterwards, and, and taxpayers to have better bang for their buck for their money. So it's long as the government's going to be providing some form of education, which I think is going to be very difficult to get out of that business, school choice should be the way to go to break up the monopoly government school system. In other news, I had published a paper with the James Madison Institute highlighting how Florida can reduce the burden of state sales taxes by budgeting more conservatively, using surplus dollars to buy down sales taxes and other, thing, other types of taxes over time, but also streamlining and updating its sales tax processes that are very antiquated and very costly, and at least doubling the sales tax tax allowance as the compliance costs are very high for businesses, um, small business in particular, to pay for these sales taxes. So that's something you might want to check out. Other news, state-level jobs report this week shows that most states are seeing slowing job creation and increasing unemployment rates, even as we're seeing at the national level, slower job creation as well. Texas remained a leader in job creation over the last year with record non-farm employment gains and gains in 43 of the last 40 months, but challenges still remain in Texas. And I noted that in a recent piece that I'll put in the show notes at vancegan.substack.com. Louisiana had growth in 2023, but has had employment declines now for seven straight months. If Louisiana hadn't had a decline in the working age population since 2020 lockdowns, the unemployment rate would be 5.5% instead of the reported 3.7% rate. Remember, we've got to look underneath that and not just look at the headline numbers. In other news and my media hits and other things that I've been working on, I had a commentary at Insider Sources on what's really going on in the labor market. Please check that one out. You also had a bonus LPP episode with Brad Swell of Texas Talks on my views on the economy, taxes, property taxes, immigration, and much more. Don't don't miss that one. Last week's Lepiel Prosper episode, or on this past Monday, was with Matt Mitchell on how Estonia is freer than the United States and how that happened. Don't miss it. And don't miss this upcoming LPP episode, the Lepiel Prosper episode on Monday with Dr. Bruce Caldwell on Frederick Hayek. He wrote a book on this. He's got a lot of great information, and we include a talk about Hayek's upbringing, his economics, and much more. Uh, one of my favorite economists, and probably many for you as well. Speaking of Hayek, the quote of the week is, if socialists understood economics, they wouldn't be socialist. It's exactly right, right? They wouldn't, they would just not, they just wouldn't do it, okay? Uh, and the Bible verse of the week is 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. I hope that for you this week, God bless you and your family. And until next time, let people prosper.